If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the RF Sports Show. RF Sports Show. Live and on Deep In Radio. Happy Holidays from Deep In Media. I got up this morning late again, rushing, trying to get to the station. Didn't have time to fix coffee or breakfast or even grab a lunch. And I jumped in my car and realized, ah, I don't even have gas. I stopped by the Texaco in DeSoto on Hampton and Pleasant Run, walked in, and immediately thought this can't be a gas station. And I was right. It was Maryland's Fine Foods. The the friendly staff there was able to give me a fresh-made breakfast from scratch, also a gourmet box lunch, and not to mention a tank of gas, too. I got to work and had an awesome day and then thought my family would love to have a break from fast food. So I went online to Maryland's Fine Foods and placed an order for my entire family. And you know what? When I got to the soda, it was hot and ready for me to pick up on my way in. Trust me, guys, you got to try Maryland's Fine Foods, located in DeSoto at Hampton Road and Pleasant Run. Give them a call at 972-274-1070. That's 972-274-1070. Or try them online at marylandsfinefoods.com. Are you ready for kids who eat healthy? Good nutrition can lead to great things. To find out how a healthy lifestyle can help your child succeed, go to mypyramid.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the Ad Council and USDA. The odds of a young girl being discovered by an industry insider while singing to herself pumping gas? One in 300 million. The odds of the daughter of a clergyman from Severn, Maryland, spending 11 weeks at number one on the U.S. singles charts? One in 19 million. The odds of going on to win six Grammy Awards? One in 1.4 million. The odds of selling over 40 million records? One in 800,000. The odds of this musician and performer having a child diagnosed with autism? One in 110. I'm Tony Braxton, and I encourage you to learn the signs of autism at AutismSpeaks.org. Early diagnosis can make a lifetime of difference. Autism Speaks. It's time to listen. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Breaking down sports. On the breakdown. I'm just going to come out and say it, man. Um, San Francisco is lousy. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Uh, they are terrible. I mean, if you're going to tell me that prior to this game, if I said this to you, DG, prior to this game, hey, man, uh, Vernon Davis, he's going to catch one pass. Uh, Frank Gore, he's going to average about two yards a clip. You just thought, Cowboys win this one going away. Instead, they had to make up a two-touchdown deficit, okay? Uh, they had to deal with an injury to their starting and controversial quarterback. 
Anthony Romo. And then a typical San Francisco 49er fashion, the cornerback covering Miles Austin falls down. And Austin takes off and goes 58 yards, I believe it was, and that changed everything. This is Breakdown Cutting Edge Sports Talk. Heard only on D-Band Radio. This is Media Networks. DBMedia.net. Call us right now. 214-699-1942. Interactive on the DBM Media Network. Sports Show. Talking sports from a fan's perspective. This is Media Network. Welcome everyone to the RF Sports Radio Show. I'm your host, Rock Fisher. It is Monday. Getting ready for a brand, brand new week. A lot to talk about over this weekend. A lot of stuff that happened that I'm a little upset about, but we'll get into that. And I'll bring on my co-host real quick. Joining me on the program each and every day at 8.30 a.m. is Mr. Royce. Fisher Royce, how are you today, sir? I'm doing great, Rodney. Uh, a little disappointed in the Cowboys last night. But other than that, I'm doing great. Kind of disappointed in the math, too. But we'll talk about that today, today's show. Yeah, a lot going on today, a lot to get into. Cowboys, Mavericks, Tebow, Heisman, fights, everything. So we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. So let's jump right into it. First of all, you can always find us online at two, at uh, rfsportsradio.com or give us a call at 214 214- Six nine nine nineteen forty two. That's two one four six nine nine nineteen forty two. Give us a call and we'll get you guys on the program. Let's start with the Heisman Trophy. It was handed out over the weekend. They did hand it to RG three from Baylor. Baylor wins their first ever Heisman Trophy, and I'm definitely excited about Baylor winning one, and I'm proud for RG three to get one as well too. Yeah, you have to be proud of. Uh... Robert Griffin the third, uh, for what he's done this year and the season he's had this year. Also to the Baylor Bears because it's the first time in Baylor history that they won a Heisman, man. I'm great to see that should help in the recruiting of uh, next year's class. What do you think? I think it's gonna help out a great deal in recruiting for next year's class. I mean you got a lot of competition for athletes right here in Texas and in Louisiana as well too, and even Oklahoma. And with Baylor staying in the Big Twelve, it does help out a lot, you know, if in terms of in terms of getting kids to come there. Our Browse has done an excellent job with this kid. This guy's been there five years and he, he culminates his career there by winning the Heisman Trophy. I think there was no question that he would win, even though a lot of people thought maybe Andrew Luck would win or someone else would win. Well, unanimously everybody went for Griffin and uh my understanding was when he recruited Griffin, he promised him if he stayed with him, if he came with him, that he had a chance of winning the Heisman and that he could really make somebody's team. And it uh, looks like all that happened, man. You had to feel good for Baylor and Robert Griffin. I, I, he had my vote. I, I mean, I wouldn't have voted for anybody else. And uh, unanimously, everybody else agreed with me. Now, while we're on the subject of college sports, we should go ahead and get into another college story that is, I think going to have a lot of ramifications going forward, and that has to be the brawl between Xavier 
in Cincinnati. I only saw, you know, the aftermath. I saw the video, and this this was a street fight. This was this was a ten on ten. I mean, it, yeah, it was, it was yeah. a street fight. It was a bench clearing brawl at the very end of the game, and they've already had eight suspensions, four on each side. Some of these guys suspended for up to four games, and you have to be embarrassed, you know, if, if you're a part of these schools, you're part of these teams. And if you're part of the coaching staff as well, too. But these guys had something in between them. Some kind of, it was hood. You know, it was some kind. It was something against these guys. It wasn't. It wasn't sports. It was something more than just that. Well, right now I thought I was once again back here in the neighborhood on the playground. That's how ugly this thing was. I mean, it it really got out of hand real bad. And to see these college players throwing blows like they're still in the street, man. I mean, that that was real ugly. Uh, I think they should be really come down hard on these guys. The NCAA should because that's the ugly side of basketball. We've seen this before in the N- NBA. We saw what happened behind that. I really hope they come down hard on these guys because that's, that's, there's no need for that in college basketball. Yeah, I would agree to you on that. What do you think is going to happen besides these suspensions? Anything long term? Well. Uh, who knows? Uh, hopefully the coach can get control of this. Uh, it's going to be hard to respect that team when they come in the building, but I, I think they should come down hard uh, on these guys. One game suspension isn't enough for me. They should spend them at least two to three games to make them uh, understand that you know you, this is not tolerated in college basketball. Yeah, I would agree to that. I would agree to that. But nonetheless, a real, real, real bad representation of what college sports is supposed to be about, and also a bad reputation of, bad representation rather of what, of what really the game of basketball is all about as well too. So you got to understand that they're feeling very, 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 very bad about what happened in that particular game and how they've been portrayed in the media right now. Let's jump into some other top stories. We did have a couple other things happen on the NBA front, which we'll get into some. Details about it as well. We also got a couple of interviews coming up. Also, we got interviews coming up from Jet Terry and Rick Carlisle as well. So a lot of stuff to get into. A lot of stuff to get into. NFL action at its best. Tim Tebow does it again, coming back to win, beating the Bears in overtime after a long field goal, a 59-yarder and a 51-yarder. And Tebow does it again, man. I mean. You, you have to be in awe of this guy and, and the Denver Broncos because basically everybody had wrote him off. I had wrote him off myself. I thought maybe they were done for. Tim Tebow comes in six games ago and hadn't lost since. And he, you got to call him Mr. Clutch and Mr. Fourth Quarter because call it divine intervention or whatever you want to. But Tebow has found a way to win in Denver. Say what you will, like him or not. The guy that gets the job done. With Tebow now, 7-1 as a starter, a lot has been made about whether he could be a long-term solution. I think, in my opinion, my fan perspective, this guy is your long-term quarterback. Several of those passes that he threw during the, during the start of the game, first, second, and third quarter, a lot of those were dropped. So you don't have, you don't have the people around him, Tebow, that really can help him become the type of quarterback I think people want him to want him to be or want him to inspire too. But that said, I think Tebow is your long term solution here in Denver and also 
could be an MVP candidate as well. Yeah, you're right, Rodney. Uh, you're absolutely right. Say, John Fox or John Elway, this guy is a winner. I think not just he's a winner, but he has proven himself to be one of the most valuable players in the NFL. You look at the you look at what has happened with Aaron Rodgers. I'm not taking anything away from him. The guy's thirteen and zero. He's been able to get it done. But I still see Tim Tebow as a valuable guy. That team he's turned this team around from one and four to now seven and five, eight and five. Excuse me. On their way to winning the AFC West and perhaps going to the playoffs and make, maybe making a run in the playoffs. And, you know, Rodney, the big thing about it, he's won over the fans of Denver, man. I mean, it, it's going to be hard for you to write Tim Tebow off with the fans behind you. You know, we saw the chance, Tebow, Tebow. Imagine if he's not the starter next year or he isn't the quarterback next year. You're going to have a lot of fan backlash about that. But say what you will, the guy isn't. Tom Brady, he's not being Rothenberger, but the guy does find a way to win. Uh, if he can play the fourth quarter for four quarters, then he would probably be one of the top-ranked quarterbacks. But uh, it, it's something that what they call morale. The team has got behind Tebow. You can tell they support him. They, they, they feel like they always have a chance with Tebow in there. I mean, what more can you ask for from a player? I mean, you can't ask for much just from a player. I mean, the fact that he's able to do everything on the field. I mean, there's nothing that he cannot do. I mean, he can, he can do everything. I mean, he can do enough. You know, if the defense plays like they've been playing and give him the opportunities, they have a running game. They got him and Willis McGahee. They got Adam Ball. They got, they got runners. They got guys that run the football. They need some people that can catch the football as well, too. Eric Decker's done a good job this season. Uh, Demarius Thomas has done a good job as well. But they need some guys that can catch the ball. They need some tight end. They need somebody you can go to, somebody underneath, short throw. I think you got to build around this guy. I don't see no reason not to. Yeah, you have to. And uh, what's so funny is Brian Earl, I could call him a great runner. Uh, <laughs> I think he was kind of pissed after that loss because they, they, they thought maybe they had a chance of winning. But the Bears had no chance without Jay Cutler and Matt Forte. So, uh, so you think the Bears lost his game and the Broncos didn't win it? Well, before Jay Cutler went out, the Bears won a row. I mean, he was playing probably the best he's ever played. I've seen him play this year. And without a running back, Matt Forte was leading the league in rushing. And without those two, your two best players, you really don't have much of a chance. But not to take it away from Denver, the defense played great. Uh, they rallied behind and the 59-yard field goal. I mean, man, you got to be amazed at that, you know. Yeah. Unlike uh, somebody else, you know, we're going to get into that later. He made that 59-yard field goal to win the game. But say what you will, uh, Denver may make the playoffs. Now, let me uh, ask you, will they make the playoffs? And if so, how deep can this team go? Well, I, I don't know. I think they'll go out the first round, but who knows? Like I said, uh, Tebow has some extra special help on his side from upstairs, and you can't discount the man or Tebow. So who knows how far they go. Uh, for them to even make the playoffs, man, you have to count this as a great season, starting the way they did. I think absolutely they can make it. They're, they're going to make it to the playoffs, number one. Number two is I really think that they can make a run in the AFC. But you look around the AFC, 
there aren't that many just good, good teams. I mean, you got the Patriots. They're pretty much the top of the AFC right now. They get away with the win against Washington. Washington was coming on strong late in that game. We've seen them struggle. We know they're not that good on defense. And anybody else, you know, you look at the Baltimore Ravens, which are a good team on both offense and defense when they want to be, but they lose to teams like Seattle. You look at the Pittsburgh Steelers, who struggled with struggled with the Colts earlier this year, and then also struggling with Cincinnati teams like that, Cleveland teams that should be beating in their division. They struggle with them at times as well, too. You don't know how healthy Tro Palomalo is. You don't know how healthy Ben Roethlisberger is as well. So, if you think about it, the Denver Broncos could really make a run at a, at a Super Bowl here if they're able to play this style of football. And, and with the great defense uh, that they have, we've seen uh, the Ravens win a championship without a uh, top quarterback. So, it can be done. You know, you can have a great defense and just a mediocre offense, and there is a possibility that you could win the Super Bowl. It's not, it won't be the first time it happened, nor would it be the last, but uh, they have a very good defense, which uh, really helps this offense to struggling. So who knows, maybe they can get on the road the last couple of weeks, and that's all it takes. And, you know, the team that is on the road going into the playoffs usually come out the victor. I mean, this team is built for the playoffs. They're built for that cold weather in Denver, the cold weather places they have to go play, whether it be New England, Denver, because they can run the ball and they play good defense. And if you could do that in the playoffs, you've always got a chance of making it to a Super Bowl. And, and McGay, he seems like he found the founders of youth, man. We all, I think everybody pretty much wrote him off. You know, and, and and when he went to Denver, nobody raised an eyebrow about it. But you got to, you got you got to give him credit. This year, he's really played one of his best. He saved, he basically saved Denver Broncos season. And other scores around the NFL: Houston clinches their first playoff berth ever. So Houston, twenty to nineteen after T.J. Yates throws a touchdown to Martin with only two seconds left to go on the clock. A big, big play for the rookie quarterback. And, and, and the third stringer, I mean, everybody that wrote Houston off, I mean, you know, you lose your top, Matt Schwab, you know, and then you lose uh, your second string quarterback, and then now you're down to your third string. This Yates guy, I saw that game yesterday, right? And this guy played like a seasoned veteran, man. I mean, he was poor, he hung in there, he brought him from behind, he came in through the winning touchdown. I mean, what can you say? A great play. This Houston team is for real this year. Well, that defense is for real. That defense really making a difference for Houston, I think, this year more than anything. More than, you know, because they've lost key players on offense. They lost a quarterback. They lost the best wide receiver, arguably, yeah. in the game. And, right. of course, Aaron Foster has been off and on throughout the entire season as well. I think that defense led by Wade Phillips is is for real. And, you know, say what you will about Houston. With all the injuries, for them to continue winning, I mean, says a lot about this team. But we saw this team being built, you know, the last five years through the draft. They've had great draft picks. They made great draft choices, you know, and it's starting to pay off. I see Houston as a dominant team for the next couple of years to come. Well, we'll see about that. This is their first time to play off, so we'll see actually how good this team could really be. Well, they've always been close. They've all, even the last, Two years they lost, you know, either by a field goal or three points or, or less. 
but uh, they, they have found a way to win, unlike mm-hmm. somebody else we know. They find a way to win, and that's what it takes. You have to know how to win games and close out games, and Houston has learned how to do that. Yeah, we will definitely find out how good Houston is. Detroit survives Minnesota 34-28. to Tennessee loses to New Orleans. I almost, almost came back in that game 22-17. to Philadelphia over Miami 26-10. to The Jets put it on KC 37-10. New England survives Washington 34-27. to Atlanta over Carolina 31-23. to Now, that was a good game. Matt Ryan threw four touchdowns that game. And Carolina was leading most of the game through the whole first half. I think they were up like 14, 21 points. And for them to come back, they had to be a great comeback, right? And in a shocking, shocking victory, Jacksonville beats Tampa Bay 41-14. to 41 we, points for Jacksonville in, their, in that team. And uh, after Del Rio left, so what does that say about Jacksonville? Maybe the coach was the problem at all, but I think they won one for Jack, uh, won one against Jack. Yeah, one either way, <laughs> either way you want to put it, but, but it had to be a tremendous victory for that ball club to you know lose the coach in the middle of this late in the season and then come back and pull off a win. So uh, great, great, great. Uh, you know, a little bit too late though. And of course, they uh, winless. They lose to the Baltimore Ravens twenty-four to ten. We mentioned Denver beating Chicago in overtime thirteen ten. Also, Arizona beat San Francisco 21-19, to coming back on a late touchdown to win that game. Arizona, you know, Arizona's putting together, they've won five out of the last six. And we saw this last year where Arizona came out of nowhere and made it to the playoffs. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, year before last, Arizona did that. What is it about this Arizona team? So what hard. is it about going out to the desert it's hard to, to play? They got, they have a unique home field advantage. I mean, they, and it's growing the more they play games in the University of Phoenix Stadium. It's one of the hardest places to play now. Yeah, it, it's becoming. You're absolutely right. It is becoming one of the hardest places to win, and not only just play in, but to win. But I, nobody counted Arizona in. But I tell you what, they're playing great ball right now. It's not how you start right it's always how you finish. Well, they can't win the division, you know, because the 49ers have basically right. clinched that division. But who knows? They may slide in the wild card if teams continue to lose like they've been losing the last couple of weeks. Green Bay stays undefeated. They beat Oakland 46-16. to The game was pretty much over with in the first quarter. San Diego beats up on Buffalo 37-10 to to get their second win in a row. And we'll get into more details about this one, but the late game, Dallas losing to the Giants 37-34 to after what was a colossal collapse. And we'll talk about that here next. Let's go ahead and take a quick break, guys. When we come back, we'll jump into Cowboys Madness. And I've got a confession to make about my Cowboys. So stay tuned if you don't want to miss that. You guys know how good of a or how big of a Cowboy fan I am, but I have some realizations I've come to. It's not gonna be good. Don't tell me you're losing. It's not gonna be good. Are you losing faith? It's not gonna be good. Stay tuned and find out. We also got Mavs talk coming up, of course, with Jet Terry and Rick Carlisle and the moves that Mavericks to make. You're tuned to the RF Sports Radio Show on DeepInMedia.net, RFSportsRadio.com. You with Cutting Edge Radio. 
www.dbandmedia.net. Do you know what that is? That's the sound of your classmate forwarding a picture from your profile to everyone he knows. A college student downloading all your pictures to his hard drive. A teacher wondering what you were thinking. Some guys posting graphic comments about your body and what they do with it. Your neighbor printing out your latest pictures for his collection. A man spending some alone time with your picture while no one else is around. And worst of all, your dad seeing a photo of you topless, all because of the time you posted those pictures on your profile. Anything you post online, anyone can see. Family, friends, and even not-so-friendly people. So think before you post. For more information, visit www.cybertipline.com. This message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Justice, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, and the Ad Council. This is CBN Radio, giving you, giving you, giving you cutting-edge talk. Do you realize how many hundreds of thousands of people would have to be complicit to pull off a conspiracy of that nature? Edinburgh has to make... They they have to do something different, right. and they have to do something that they've never up. done before. Yeah, you, they, you, you have to take that chance. On side kids coming out. Yeah, I mean something. And just just in the time that even Dirk Nowitzki was here, so much has happened with his team from 2006 and, and losing to the Heat in four straight games to one and done the the, the year after that, and, and all the stuff that's happened in the playoffs. But they got it done this time. And cutting edge music. It's the only station that gives you the best of both worlds. This is D-Band Radio. D-BandMedia.net. This is Rock Fisher with DeepBandMedia.net, letting you guys know one thing that you need to know this holiday season is that the NBA is back. That's right, the NBA is back in action starting Christmas Day, December 25th. Make sure you tune in for pre- and post-game. We're going to take you guys inside the locker room for the Dallas Mavericks so they try to repeat their championship. And... We'll be interviews and updates from all the NBA stars from across the league. Do not miss it right here on dbmmedia.net as we take you guys to the NBA and NBA action. They're playing basketball. They're playing basketball. www.dbmmedia.net Hey, this is Roy from the last Mavericks, and you listen to our sports radio. It's the RF Sports Show. Rocket Boy Fisher together talking nothing but the hottest topics in sports. Live in on in radio. In radio. Welcome everyone back to the program. RF Sports Radio coming to you guys live each and every morning. 8.30 a.m. 
So why not wake up to us at 8.30 a.m., get all your sports information. Let me bring Royce back on with me here to talk a little bit about a subject that's near and dear to both of us, or near and dear to me, I should say, the Cowboys and the loss that they suffered last night. Sunday night football, where they basically lost six games in a row on Sunday night football. Losing to the Giants 37-34, blowing a 12-point lead in the fourth quarter. We've seen them blow a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter this season. We've seen them blow several leads this season. And again, a kicker gets iced. I mean, (laughs) you can look at that. You can look at all kind of stuff. Royce, I'll let you have the have the floor first because I, I got to collect myself before I get too upset. Well, Rodney, I, I, I'm not upset because I didn't drink the Kool-Aid from the beginning of the season. I know you did. You had two or three glasses of it. As a matter of fact, you got your fill of the Kool-Aid. But I didn't buy into the hype because uh, it, it's something about it's something missing from this team. I can't quite put my finger on it, but they always find a way to implode instead of explode. Uh, call it leadership, call it coaching or something, but it's something missing from this team. I, I'm still waiting on somebody to make that great play, either on offense or defense. I'm not getting it. I see one or two glimpses. And with all the talent on this team, I, 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 I can't explain it. I mean, two, who would ever thought that two times in a row you see the exact same thing you know, back-to-back games where it came down to a kicker. The kicker was iced by the opposing team this time instead of their own team. And he and he, he makes the first one and missed the second. You yeah, would I mean, think he that... He does get blocked in the second one, but that, there's still no excuse. You know, there's, there's no, 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 no. You should have blocked even more on the second attempt than you did the first one. Right. You know, and it, it looked like the guy just let it through, man. It's like his, he thought it was automatic. And, and, and you know what I don't like about the Cowboys, and, and I'm going to go ahead and say it, and, and we're going to talk Dallas Cowboys football. Uh, n- number one is play calling. Des Bryant is your best receiver. Mm-hmm. He caught well, maybe two passes the whole night. We caught one pass, 50 one yards, pass. one touchdown. Yeah, and that's your playmaker. You have to get your ball in the hands of the playmaker. Then you lose your running back. But, but you still have a core of great receivers. They have one of the greatest receiving cores I've seen. So it's either got to be play calling or it just got to be the player personnel. You know, Sandoval just signed his $22 million contract and he was burnt terrible yesterday. You know, I, 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 I can't quite put, put my finger on it. I see too much excessive celebrating either by individuals, you know, uh, Tony Romo, his first touchdown, he was up, jumping, giving a high five. Guys, the game is not over with you. The time to high five and celebrate after the game, after you win the game, not during the game. I see guys jump up and they make a first down or make a tackle. You know, all this emotion, say that emotion for the field and stop showing display of individuality. It's a team sport. So I, I don't know what point it is, but I'm not believing it. I think the Cowboys are done to, to lose to the Giants, you know, after they came up four-game losing streak, you know, and to lose to Arizona last week until the Giants this week says a lot about this team. They're just not Super Bowl material. And, you know, I, I can't give anyone a pass. I can't give anyone a pass in this game. 
Tony Romo, yeah. Tony Romo Tony went, went 21 for 31, 321 yards, four TDs, no interceptions. Sounds like a great stat line, but the most important throw he had to make all night was to yeah. a wide-open Miles Austin, which would have put them up again, you know, gave him another touchdown, extended the It would have sealed the game. It would have sealed the game. That one throw that he could not make to a wide-open wide receiver. So, he's gonna, so they're going to give him a pass because, oh, he didn't throw any touchdowns, but – I'm going to throw any interceptions, but I'm not giving him a pass today. You you make that throw. That's a routine throw to a wide-open guy. It's going to put your team in position to win the game. You make that throw. Yeah, anybody could have made that throw. It was so simple. But, uh, I, I mean, how many times did this Romo has lost the game for you all? Not, not just this. Romo, not just Romo, yeah. but, you know, you look at the coaching staff. Right. Some of the players that called, as you mentioned before. You look at the defensive side of the ball. Guys on defense don't need to be there. Right. I mean, that, that's, right. A, that's a whole personnel issue right there. Why is Keith Brooking on your team? Keith Brooking can't help you. He's too old to help you. Why is why is, is Brady James on your defensive team? He can't help you. And, and, and where's the pass rush? You know, they're supposed to have this great front four. But I, I, I see very little pressure. Only pressure I see is coming from DeMarcus Ward. That's it. That's and it. that's it. And what are the other guys? And, you that's, know? and that's the whole thing. Rob Bryan has this big thing about I use every player on the defense side of the ball, and, and we do this and we do that. And, and his game sucks. His game sucks. I'm, I'm sorry. Every play that Eli Manning made, he, he shouldn't have made. He's making throws to the sideline. He's hitting receivers that are wide open. They got single coverage on these guys. You can't – where's the scheme at? Where is the scheme on the defense? There is no scheme. And, you know, Cowboys have had two of the best defensive coaches in the NFL, so it can't be the coaches. It's got to be the personnel. And the thing about the Cowboys, and we talked about this beginning of the season, they did not address their needs. I don't, for the life of me, understand – I can, you know, with all those free agents out there for, for, on the defensive side of the ball, you didn't do anything to make yourself better. You come out with the same core of guys that we've seen year after year that didn't get the job down, done. You give them these big contracts. I mean, these are these are mediocre players, you know, that, 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 that sign these big contracts. They're locked in. I mean, you know, three or four years of contracts. Of course now, uh, and you're not getting the best of them. They didn't address none of that in the offseason. That, that was a bad. The, to me, the only thing they got was a good running back, and it took them half the season to realize how good this guy was. Well, they, and he's out. Well, that good running back, that guy like you mentioned, DeMarco Murray, suffers a broken ankle, is going to be out for the rest of the season. Felix Jones comes in, has 106 yards on 16 carries, had a decent game, a good game in his respect. But at the same time, you know I'm a Cowboy fan. First of all, you know it hurt. You know it hurt me yesterday watching that game. Yeah, you know I was hurt. You know I, was I know how bad it did hurt. But I'm gonna tell you this: I I I can't do it anymore. I can't do it anymore, and it and it hurts me to say that because I'm a true diehard Cowboy fan. I, I'm with them all the time, but I I can't do it anymore. No other team in professional anything has. Kicked their fans in the nuts as many times as the Cowboys had. I mean, I, I can't, I cannot do it anymore. I just can't do it. And, and you know, Jerry has done everything he can to make this team better. But one thing I hadn't seen Jerry done in the last couple of years is go out and get a superstar. 
you know, uh, the old Cowboys, when he first bought this team, he would go after anybody of the free agent, of the big-time player. Jerry Jones went after him. He did that with Deion Sanders. We know he bought a team to win a championship that year. This year, I saw Jerry do nothing for improving the team. Let's take a quick call real fast and get your opinion here. You're live on the RF Sports Radio Show, Sports Talk from a fan's perspective. What is your perspective? What's going on? It's DG. Hey, what's going on, DG? Man, I see y'all blowing it up right now. Yeah, uh, man, I'm, it's a lot to talk about when it comes to these Cowboys, man. I, <laughs> I, I was hurt, man. man. I, I was really, really hurt, bro. I was really, really hurt, man. I, I, calm me down, man. Calm me down if you can. I can't. I can't calm you down because, uh, man, to be perfectly honest, man, I just I think it's about time to blow it up. It's time to blow it up, bro. It's time to blow that defense up. It's, it's, you know, we keep, we always try to figure out. We always we always try to blame it on the coaches, man. But some at some point, man, these players are going to have to take uh, be accountable for their actions, man. Come on, I dude. Agree. I agree. Twelve points, five minutes left. Come on, dude. Seriously. I was hurt, man. I, I'm just I'm out on them, man. I, I can't I can't continue to do it. They've kicked me in the nuts so much. In the last couple of years, man, I, I I cannot do it anymore. I can't man, look at Jason Garrett they, they on that They did that with steel toe boots on. Yeah, you know? I, I can't look at I mean, Jason Garrett on that sideline <laughs> anymore. Or Rob Ryan parading around like he's really doing something. His, his defensive scheme is not there. He's got guys out there on the field that they can't play anymore. I I, I can't do it anymore, DG. Let me, let me let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Is it Rob Ryan or is it the secondary? I mean, truly. I think it's I think it's a combination of both because some of those, you know, it's hard to say because some of those passing plays Eli Manning made that they're going to talk about how he's such a clutch quarterback, they were wide open. They were in single coverage. I mean, I don't know how – you know they got to throw the ball. I don't understand why why you leave these guys <laughs> like, you know, Frank Walker back there to, to be by himself, you know, holding guys and, and ho- holding on the defense, pass interference. I, I don't understand why they do that. I, I, what I don't understand is why you calling these all-out blitzes against Peyton Manning, and you did not touch him one time. All-out blitzing, you didn't even bump the guy. Seriously? That's I don't so, get so, it. so it comes down on Rob Ryan, too. It's, it's stupid. It's stupid. It's stupid play call. So at the end of the day, and, and I said this last week, if they don't make the playoffs, Garrett, I think, is gone. I, th- I think Garrett's gone. But at the same time, I don't know if I have enough faith in Jerry to make that decision. You know what? Garrett ain't gone. You know why? Because he's a puppet, just like the rest of them. And ever since, mm-hmm. ever since Jimmy Jimmy left, it, it's it's I got me some puppets. I can do what I want. So he he ain't getting rid of Garrett, man. Is that listen to, listen to Garrett's press conference. Mm-hmm. Everything is a political answer. Why don't one of these times Garrett just come out and say, "Man, we you know give us a real answer. Right. You know, stop trying to be this." Uh, Harvard or Yale or wherever the hell you graduated uh, from. Uh, talk you know, to us like we don't know football. Yeah, you know. Oh, well, we, we're going to prepare to be better next time. We're going to be better next time. You know, why don't you just come out and say, man, I messed up. Man, we blew it. Uh, you know, give us give us a, a, a real answer, man. Stop yeah. being all this fake, man. That's why these guys are calling for your head now. Well, I'm definitely calling for his head and, and – I'm just I'm I'm afraid I'm gonna have a heart attack. That's why I gotta give up. I I gotta give up on them. I, you know me. I, I I ride or die with them, just like I know you do as well. But 
I, I, I can't ride with this team. I can't ride with this quarterback, this coaching staff, these players. I just can't ride with them, man. And then, and then above all, you have a chance to tie the game with a kick. Kick it, make it, timeout, kick it, get it blocked. I mean, that doesn't happen to any other team twice. What other team in history has ever had that happen to them twice? In back-to-back weeks. Two weeks in a row. Explain that to me. I don't think that's even happening in the NFL, the NPFL, the college football ranks, peewee league. I don't think that's ever happened before. You know why it happens? Because you are not a winner. Plain and simple. Simple as that. You're not coaching winners right now. You're coaching. See, it's the difference between coaching a team to win and coaching a team not to lose. You know, and and a lot of times when I watch the Cowboys, I've come to realize that they're coaching not to lose a football game. And what I mean by that is, I'm calling an all-out blitz on third and third and third and five. Mm. Why would you call an all-out blitz on third and five? I don't know, man. It, it just and then, and then, see, it comes down to coaching when you think about it. You know why that was blown? That was a blown coverage. You had the safety and the cornerback sitting there telling each other which ones was blitzing, so they couldn't make up their minds. So both of them went. Ah. It's the staff, brother. It's it's the staff, it's the players, and and I think we as Cowboy fans just have to realize that we are who we thought we were, <laughs> and that's a nine and seventeen at the best. Oh, man, it hurts, man, it hurts, man. Thank you for calling, man. Stay tuned, man. We, I I can't talk about Cowboys anymore. Let's talk about Madden. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's take a break. We come back. We're here live from Coach Carlisle and what he had to say about his team coming back this season. And also what Jet Terry really thinks about Vince Carter. You listen to the RF Sports Radio Show live on DeepInMedia.net, RFSportsRadio.com. your radio money with us. If we don't deliver you cutting-edge entertainment, then the next hour is free of charge. This is Deep End Radio. DeepEndMedia.net The Wendy Schofield Show. The Wendy Schofield Show. The Wendy Schofield Show. On the last Wendy Schofield Show. Virgo. And my name is Wendy. I like a man who knows how to court a woman, a man who loves God, a strong man, a real man. And if you fit this description, come with me. Float on, float on, float on. Leo, I'm Floyd. I love a woman who is independent, thought-provoking, and willing to satisfy me. Full of fire and desire, and if this is you, float on, float, float on. Come on, come on, come on, baby. Float on, float on. Float with all y'all. Float, float on. <laughs> <laughs> me, baby. Y'all crazy. <laughs> the Wendy Schofield Show, right here on Deep End 
Familia. Sucker Radio Show. Come on and do Hello, Mr. Jenkins. How are you? I say good morning to Hi. How are you doing, son? I am fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yes, my hair is down today, but when I am fixed up, you might want to watch out. I'm sorry. I'm this sorry. Ain't, this ain't nothing you want to record. I ain't got my glasses in, baby. <laughs> I ain't got my suspenders on either. Oh, my God. I'm coming over here just to say hello to the Vincent Tucker Radio Show. You have snuffing your mouth? Nah, don't you worry about what I got in my mouth, little boy. What they call you, young heartbreak? It's the Heartbreaker, Vincent Tucker, with Miss Kina, Yellow Star, and comedian Sable Rhymes. Only on Deep End Radio. Two guys talking sports from a fan's perspective. I just like I just like what Carolina's putting together. You, I mean, their quarterback is better than Chad Henney. So Cam Newton's better than Chad Henney. So would you say at the end of the season that you're willing to say Carolina's going to have a better record than uh, than uh, the Dolphins? I think so. I think I think Carolina would have a better record than the Dolphins because the Dolphins have a tougher division in the AFC East. So are we taking this. Okay, so yeah, end of the season. I want to I want to go back to that one because I'm not buying Cam Newton is good, but I, Cam Newton is good, but I'm I'm just I'm not buying him as a quarterback as far as leading them to the pro, the promised land or, or winning season. I'm not buying it. It's Ryan Voice. 